New York. It's a big rig here. Welcome to this fabulous Friday football. We're going to discuss all. We're going to go around the league the whole day, um, discuss every game, see what we think, who's going to win, who's not going to win, uh, maybe get some picks in. They haven't done that in a while. And it's good to be back to just football. I mean, you know, I, I love when the World Series was around. We had a lot to talk about during the week and stuff. But now football is here. Football is the main focus. It's football Friday. Go into this week. Jets have a big game. It, now, normally you would say the Jets playing the Jaguars wouldn't be a big game, but it is this weekend because it's a must win. And it's a must win when you're four and three to bring it at five and three, which is a respectable record right now. Yeah, you had two bad losses this year. The Eagles, which completely dominated you for a, a full half. But then the second half, they didn't score once, and they couldn't move the ball at all. So you made your adjustments. So you, you kind of left that game feeling that you were better off than you were when you started because of the fact that the, the Eagles had the way, are their way with us. And then in the second half, we, we got them. We figured them out. We, we understood what to do. The only concerning loss the Jets have, and I'm not even going to go with the Patriots because that, that wasn't that concerning. We, we, we stuck with them. We did what we had to do. So Patriots loss is not a big deal. The Raiders loss is a, is a huge, huge deal. And going on from that and, and coming off of that, you, you don't want to be hung over on this week. You want to go into J- Jacksonville and take them on and beat them. You have to get to five and three this week. You have to get back on track. You have to get, you know, keep your eye on the prize. And if you do that, the Jets are going to be better moving forward. We have a really weak schedule coming up. Only hard game left that I feel is the Patriots. I feel we can beat any team besides the Patriots. Now, depending when Romo comes back, we're going to have to probably face a Romo and Bryant Cowboy team who's going to be hungry to beat the Giants. Uh, If we do that, that's going to be another tough game. But other than that, I I mean, everyone's beatable. So let's say we get three more losses, four losses to be generous. We go nine and seven. I don't know if that makes the – the playoffs or not, um, I'm thinking three more losses, and we're going to be 10-6, and six, and I think that, that does the job to make the wild card. Now, as far as the Giants go, you need to start separating yourselves from this team as soon as possible, and we've been talking about it all week. The, what happens is the, the Cowboys, if you leave them in, now, you know Romo's coming back to play, right? Everyone understands that. He's coming back to take back to the division. They're one game back in the, in the loss column. I know I realize they're, they're, you know, you got two more wins in them, but one more, one game back in the loss column, they could potentially beat Philly this weekend. And I, it's a lose, lose for the giants this week. Cause the Phillies playing Dallas and you, I, I, you want Philly to win, I guess. I, I, if you, I, Philly is not as big as a threat as Dallas is. So, if if Dallas is going to hang around and win, and you somehow lose to Tampa this week, you're in, you're in a whole heap of it. And Philly wins; they're they're in, they're right there for first. So, listen, that's what happens when you leave teams around. You lose two heartbreaking games in the beginning of the year, and you lost those games, and now you're in a position where you're going to lose the division if you lose this week. Well, depending, depending, but you could be. 
you could be five and three right now, especially with last week's loss. So take away that Dallas game and the Redskins game and the Philly game, or not the Philly game, the uh, Saints game. I, if you turn them into W's, uh, the the Giant fans are feeling good about themselves, and, and it's not like a far reach to consider this. Uh, you know those 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 games wins. They're not. You could have won those games. So kind of heartbreaking on the on the Giants season right now to be four and four when they should be at least five and three. That's what I'm thinking. Or, or they could be six and two. If you're six and two sitting there right now, you're you're saying, all right, we're we're a good team. Wait until we get Cruz JPP back. Now we're going to talk about JPP again. Uh, seriously, you guys, I, I I listened to an interview yesterday and it bothered me because people were talking about JPP like he is hurt and he could possibly get better or possibly get worse. No, he lost his finger. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you ninety percent of the tackles in the NFL are are wrapped. I mean, you do have the you know, the grabbing of the jerseys to try to hold on to someone. And, yes, I understand a lot of defensive ends do that. They have the running backs coming off the edge. They have the quarterback trying to sneak through the pocket. You grab a jersey. But, dude, it's a finger. I mean, people are blowing this way out of proportion. If I took my finger off my – like, bend it through my hand and try to grab something, I can grab it no problem. I don't have any much power, but I can still grab it. And if you hook your fingers into something – it's even more leverage. So you guys are blowing it out of proportion. I heard reports that he came in and he looks physically like an animal, like he used to look. Like he's taking, he's hitting the bags. He's coming off the snaps in football shape already. So this dude came back ready to play. You signed him. I, I, hey, listen, it's not, it's not money, you know, not well spent. He's gonna, he's gonna give you production. And he's probably going to give you production as soon as he comes in. And you need it from that defensive line because you're not getting any. Now, Prince of Mukamura, uh, we don't know what he's doing yet. We're going to talk about that. I don't think he's going to play, uh, but that's not saying what Coughlin does. Now, I also heard the Giants have kind of a weird practice schedule where if they're not practicing by Wednesday or Thursday, they're not really going to – be involved in the game on Sunday because they just do a light walkthrough on Friday or Saturday. And then Friday they go over plans and stuff. So who knows, you know, Victor Cruz isn't playing. You're you're looking at Victor Cruz after the bye week. We'll go into that a little bit later too. um, Along with what they're, (laughs) what are you going to do with this guy? Like, I, I don't understand. I understand it's two different injuries. His knee is healed. Calf is re-injured. Yes, I understand that. But it doesn't look like he even wants to come back. I heard reports yesterday that he's taken it lightly. He doesn't want to rush back. Your team needs you. I don't know if you've been watching these giant games, but uh, they need you out there, Victor. You might want to try to do a little bit more than light jogging. Now, they said he was running, and if – now, tell me if I'm mistaken here, but – if you're running, right, isn't that 90% of what a receiver does, run and catch the ball? So if he's able to run, I don't know about his cuts and stuff like that, but he came back too early in the season. He re-injured the calf again. I, I just think he's looking forward to not playing this year and, 
and just coming back next year as a full. I, I don't know. I just get that vibe. So we'll talk about the Giants. Uh, as far as the Jets go, you had the Ryan Fitzpatrick wearing his special gloves. So you got two New York teams wearing special gloves this week. It's great. It's just phenomenal. I love it. It, it makes me happy. No, it doesn't. Ryan Fitzpatrick was not a good quarterback before the glove. Now you're putting the glove on. I, who knows what's going to happen? He can't handle the ball. They're watching him closely to see if he's canning the ball off differently, not being able to grip the ball, all that stuff. And, hey, listen, Ryan, if you can't do it, you can't do it. Get someone in there. I, I believe that we can beat this team with any quarterback at the helm. Uh, I don't want to give Bryce Petty a shot right now. I think it's too early. So we'll talk about that stuff. Uh, we got picks coming up. Go around the league. See what games we like. See what games are might be an upset. See what games are just going to come out true and, and see who's going to be leading the divisions this week. So we'll get back to that after the break. Uh, 347-989-0635 is the number to call. Give me a call. Follow me at The Big Rig Show on Twitter. And we'll be back after this.
Welcome back. This is the Big Rig Show. 347-989-0635 is the number to call. Uh, we'll be going over to Jets first. <clears throat> Take a look. See what uh, see what the reports are coming in this week. Uh, you got D. Milliner could finally play this week. Uh, now, <clears throat> D. Milliner, towards the last year of his rookie year, he started like flashing some like kind of well, he was going to be a decent NFL quarter, a cornerback. And, you know, you got a little excited, but it was nothing, you know, major. You're not saying, oh, D. Milliner is going to be Darrell Rivas. No. And he was made to be Darrell Rivas. And, you know, a guy, you take a guy from college who has, you know, pins in his knee already. He's, he's been injured throughout his career. We take him in the first round. But we had almost back-to-back picks with the 9-12 and pick, I think it was. And we took Richardson, <clears throat> Richardson and Milner. Richardson has been fantastic for us. Now, Milner can't get on the field, can't do anything. We have a plethora of cornerbacks that we can plug and play. Everyone seems to be playing really well. Marcus, you know, Williams. Uh, we have Buster Screen, Antonio Cromartie. Uh, Darrell Rivas, McDougal, now Milliner's coming back. So it, it's kind of embarrassment of riches as far as cornerbacks go for the Jets. Uh, if he can play well, I'd say play him. If he can't play well, then I don't know what to do. We're kind of a little thin right now because Pryor's out uh, on safety. Uh, maybe we can move someone back to safety. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I, I would like a, a better coverage safety. Uh, Gilchrist and Pryor are kind of like enforcing safeties. They they like to bring the hits through the middle. They like to play aggressive, fast and loose, if, if you will. And you can play fast and loose if you have good corners. Now, Cromartie has been slacking this year, and you've seen it in his play the last two weeks. He's an old man. Uh, we get it. But he needs to perform better on the field for the Jets to be good. If we're going to run this scheme and – you know, blitz and have these packages that come out through the sides and blitz the free safeties and stuff. Well, if you're left on an island, you need to be on that island by yourself and you need to lock it down. You can't have help and blitz and, and with these exotic uh, blitz packages. Can't do it. So he needs to play better. Darrell Revis needs to play better. He is really not the same Darrell Revis that we had a couple of years ago, which is understandable. You kind of figured that was going to be the case. The guy's older. The dude cannot play at a high level for his entire career. No one really does. Uh, quarterbacks do. Yeah. They stand there, you know, Tom Brady, you know, Peyton Manning, they sit there in the pocket and throw the ball. Yes. I know they have to throw the ball, but those aren't mobile quarterbacks. Uh, they're very rarely will you see a mobile quarterback be effective through his late thirties. You know, Michael Vick had that flash in the pan year with Philly a couple years ago where he was just unstoppable. Remember that he threw, he threw for like six TDs against the Redskins on that Monday night game. Yeah, we understand you can do stuff like that. But as far as a pocket passer, they just have more long- longevity. And it shows and just proven year in and year out. Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers. Who, By the way, who Phillip Rivers is this year is I, I don't know where he comes from. He has been a good quarterback throughout the years. But this year he is playing out of his skull. And it's crazy. Uh, if you have him in fantasy, you're <laughs> you're happy. He's, I think he's number two quarterback overall because Brady just 
can't be stopped. And, you know, when you have Gronk and Edelman to throw the ball to, I guess you're good, but uh, that, no, it's because Tom Brady's Tom Brady and he makes Gronk and Edelman who they are. Look at Jimmy Graham. He goes to Seattle. You think they'd utilize him better and they're using him wrong. And, you know, we had a game last night where a guy get that's getting used wrong all over the field. And that's Duke Johnson Jr. That guy is amazing. The, the pattern he runs from a running back position, he's almost like another receiver on the field. And they have no idea how to, how to use this guy. Now McGowan threw to him a lot. He, you know, eight receptions, nine receptions a game. Johnny, Man, Johnny Manziel, he hasn't really done much. And he, you know, I, that that con- controversy, the coaching staff over there, um, the GM who likes to talk out of his butt all the time, you don't know what he's talking about. It, it just, he makes comments, the patine. Mike Patton is, uh, I don't know, I can't stand looking at the dude. He has his camo headphones on last night he's got that bulldog look like he's the toughest guy on the field and he'll get slapped around by anybody can't stand looking at him he used to be a jet coach i understand that he was a jet defense coordinator but let's face it rex ryan was running that defense not him he may have had some ideas but rex was hold uh carrying that day um cleveland's in the shambles uh cincinnati they're undefeated yet oh not yet again but they seem to just not lose to bad teams, which a good team does. I want to see what happens when they start playing really quality caliber teams, see if they can hold this. Now, <laughs> Cincinnati's over the years, what are they when they get to the playoffs? They're one and done. They're the Atlanta Falcons of the AFC. You can pretty much mix and match the Atlanta Falcons and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals because Matt Ryan and Andy Dalton – are pretty much the same quarterback, one and done in the playoffs. I don't care what they do during the regular season. They always seem to be in the playoffs. Marvin Lewis has been there for, it seems like, the beginning of time. It seems like he was roaming the earth with Jesus Christ and coaching the Bengals back then because he, that guy will never lose his job. You know why he won't lose his job? Because he's cheap and he never complains, and that's what the Bengals want. The Bengals are notorious for underpaying everyone. A couple years ago on – um, hard knocks. They didn't want to pay their first round draft pick what he should have been paid. And it's amazing how they try to barter with everything. Just dude, pay the guy what he gets. If 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 you're looking at comparables to the situation and this dude's getting this much and the dude behind them's getting this much, pay him somewhere in the middle. It's not a hard negotiation. They fixed it for you. The NFL and the players union fixed it. You don't even have to try anymore. The contracts are basically Signed for you as soon as you draft someone. There should be no quandaries about it. So the Bengals are are who they thought we were. They were, as as far as uh, you know, they're they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to lose in the first round. If they get you know, they might get a bye. They're probably going to get the bye this year, so they might get to the second round and lose, which would be the first time. I guess that's how they have to get to the second round, get the bye. But they, they I, I will say this, they look more of a complete team than they did the previous years. They always had something was always wrong with the Bengals. They either had no running game or they had no, no receivers or no defense or no secondary. And now they kind of have a little bit of everything. And, and it's not because it's new personnel. It's because they got 
better at playing the game of football. Andy Dalton's gotten better. Tyler Eifert's starting to come around three TDs last night. So with all this coming together, now you still have A.J. Green, who's been quiet in recent uh, weeks. They have Sanu. Their their running backs are like almost like a two-headed monster with Hill and Giovanni Bernard. Let me tell you something. Giovanni Bernard adds an excellent dynamic to their game. He's he's great out of the backfield. He just looks so shifty and so quick off the handoff. He, when he comes and, he, and you're watching the game last night, he's just like a dart. I, very few NFL running backs over the years have been able to achieve what Bernard does when he starts off. And he goes from zero to 60 in a, in a blink of an eye through that backfield. And that's great. Um, so they're looking really good. At, playoffs like we said it's another story the Browns are the Browns they're always going to be the Browns unless they just gut the whole organization and find a willingness to be a competitive team you're going way back to Kosar in the 80s before you find relevance with a Browns team so they're where they where they are every year and we'll see if they can, you know, start rebuilding. I think Patton's got to go. I think, you know, Haslam, the owner, has to either sell the team or, or decide if he wants to own this team. I know he's had a few legal issues in the past, but he needs to get over that stuff or sell the team. And their GM is an absolute atrocity to the sport of NFL football. He needs to go, too. That game last night, yeah, we, yeah, we expected the outcome of that game. So, the the line I think went off at thirteen, and it was covered, uh, as usual. Yeah, you play a bad team, that's what happens. Uh, so we're gonna go over some lines real quick. Actually, you know what? We'll take a break. We'll take a break. We'll go over the lines. We'll talk a little Giants, and uh, we'll see if we can get some picks going and see who I like. See who I think an underdog will be, and just overall, what, what kind of NFL week we're gonna have. Be back after this, 347-989-0635. Follow me at The Big Rig Show on Twitter.
Yeah, we're back. The Big Rig here. Three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter, and we're gonna go over some lines. Uh, go over the NFL. Uh, kind of like a weekend review around the NFL on this uh, football Friday, and we'll see some. We'll, we'll go over the lines first, I guess. See what see what happens. Uh, you got Green Bay, Carolina. Green Bay is giving Carolina two and a half. Um, it's a rough one because Carolina hasn't beat any team above 500 yet. So to say that Carolina is a competitive, I know they're undefeated. Yes. They're seven and Uh To say they're a competitive seven and is yet to be seen. You haven't play, seen them play any good teams. Now they played a couple teams that you thought were going to be good in the beginning of the year. So I don't know. I, I, I just feel that, Green Bay is a, is an excellent bet, especially with coming off of uh, coming off of a, a loss last week to the Broncos, where they where Rodgers. Uh, you, you almost never seen Rodgers get shut out the way he did and shut down. He he looked like a different quarterback, and I don't know if that's a credit to the Denver Broncos defense, which I'm sure it, mo- it mostly is, but it's also a credit to Rodgers not playing well and not doing the right things out there and, and being down a lot of receivers. So the Green Bay Packers have a lot of injuries. I don't think Carolina is a good team. I, maybe they're going to be able to hang with them. Their defense is decent. Um, but two and a half, anytime the Packers are given two and a half, I would take them. I would definitely take them. Now, Washington, New England. Washington, we've seen them play on both teams. They play the Jets. They play the Giants. Uh, you know what kind of team they are. They could be competitive. Uh, I got the line at 14. I, I, I'd i stay away from this game. Uh, there's no reason to uh, – a few other games are so much better than this game to bet. Uh, New England is – they could win by 40. Who who knows? Or they could keep it close like they did with the Colts. Uh, Kirk Cousins is not a good quarterback. We all know that. He's a backup quarterback, uh, and maybe a borderline 30 to 32nd caliber quarterback in the league uh rg3 is the same way can't really go by that i don't care who's starting i'd stay away from this game but 14 is the line see what happens there you got tennessee at new orleans new orleans is playing home they always play teams tough they always dominate at home they score a lot of points they're giving them eight i have eight some lines i have nine some lines um well marcus Mariota's injured Tennessee's in shambles. They just fired their head coach. Now, that that being said, the Dolphins fired their head coach and came out and won two games in a row. Tennessee is definitely not the Dolphins. Don't get me wrong. They don't have that caliber of players. The Dolphins have a lot of talent on the team. Tennessee does not. So I would take New Orleans in this pick. New Orleans is just a better team. They just put up 52 points on the Giants. I understand the Giants' defense is nothing, but what tells you Tennessee's defense is something. So take the eight, uh, give the eight, take New Orleans in that pick Miami at Buffalo. Now, if you're a Jeff fan, this is, <laughs> this is bittersweet because you know, one's going to lose and one's going to win. I have the line plus two and a half. So Miami's plus two and a half. I, it, it's a crapshoot to me. It might as well be even, might as well be five. Who knows what's going to happen in this game. Judging by the play of each team, now you haven't seen Buffalo 
play well in a lot of weeks. And Tyrod Taylor is supposedly coming back this week. And when he's on the field, they're a better football team. If he's playing, uh, you're going to have to go with Buffalo. They're the home team. Miami hasn't shown you anything. They just got destroyed off of their high from winning two weeks without Joe Philbin coming coming to Foxborough and get the doors blown off of them. The doors blown off. Like they look like a team that was had wanted no no part of that game. And hey, that tells you something right there. What kind of team Miami is? They they're not any different than they were with Joe Philbin. They just played a lot worse teams when they came off that that firing. So I take Buffalo at home. You know, when in doubt, always go with the home team. It, it just makes sense. And yeah, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Microsoft came out with that Cortana. Uh, deal and she always picks the the home team because it just makes more sense you're playing at home you're playing in front of your crowd now there's obviously mismatches throughout the league and stuff that you don't want to pick the home team with but when in doubt pick the home team st louis and minnesota this is uh one of those games that's going to be a baseball score it's going to be seven six (laughs) you know maybe a safety thrown in there I don't see Minnesota moving the ball against St. Louis, and I don't see St. Louis moving the ball against Minnesota. Uh, the over-under is 40. I, I definitely take the under with that. Now, it's, the, the game line is minus one and a half, which is almost like a pick em if if you if you think about it. I mean, I, I realize a lot of games are spread by one point or less, but or one point or more. But, hey, I, I, that game is just all relevant to defense. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm going to stay away from Jacksonville Jets. We'll go into that later. Uh, Oakland at Pittsburgh, another bittersweet for the Jets. Now you have two teams that are in a wild, heart, wild card hunt in Oakland and Pittsburgh. And I was thinking about this the other day and seeing which team would make more sense to be the winner here. As far as an opponent in the postseason, in the playoffs, you'd rather face Oakland uh, all day. You don't want to face Big Ben in the playoffs. The guy is unstoppable. He never gets tackled. He seems to always be shiftier and hitting receivers and just being more of a scrambling quarterback in the in the playoffs. And that's just, that's just accredited to his fight and his will to win and and do whatever it takes to win the game. A guy like that is completely dangerous. I don't care who's around him. Yeah, he lost Le'Veon Bell, but D'Angelo Williams is not a bad backup. You've seen what he did when Le'Veon Bell was suspended. So they might not even skip a beat here. I know Le'Veon Bell is one of the best running backs in the league, yes, but D'Angelo Williams is not a far cry off of that. As far as a playoff standpoint, if Oakland wins, they go to five and four. That puts them in a good spot. It gives them above 500 record for the first time in a long time, 10 weeks through the season or nine weeks through the year. I, I think I want Oakland. Now, Oakland has the tiebreaker against us. I think I'd rather bury the barrier right now and just keep on stockpiling losses on Pittsburgh and bury them so they're completely out of the race because you have that horrible cult division, which – the leaders are three and five right now. So a hey, wild card is not coming out of there. The Ravens and the Browns are 
completely out of it. The Ravens are one and six. I cannot see them coming back and, and salvaging this year. And I cannot see the Browns coming back and salvaging the year. So with that said, Pittsburgh, I just rather bury them and, and just let the bills and the dolphins take care of themselves. And Hey, Oakland jets in the playoffs. I'll, t- I'll sign up for it right now. I don't care. I don't care who the other team is. So let them keep on winning. It helps our, it helps our odds in the end anyway. So I I'd rather Oakland win this game than Pittsburgh for obvious reasons. I'm sure every Jeff fan feels the same way. We want to bury Pittsburgh. You don't want to face them in the playoffs. Cause you know what? They can be, they can go into Foxborough and win. They've done it before. I don't care. Care football playoff football is completely different than regular season football. You never know how a quarterback's going to react. It's completely different. Brady has lost in the past in the playoffs. I don't care. It you don't want Big Ben in the playoffs. Um, Giants at Tampa. Stay away from that game for a little bit. We'll get back to that a little later. Uh, Atlanta, San Francisco. Uh, all all things point to Atlanta here. They're given seven. Uh, they're at San Francisco and they're giving seven points. I, I don't understand that at all, but hey, San Francisco's in a complete shambles right now with their quarterback, with their coaching, all the retirements in the beginning of the year. Yeah, hey, I don't know if that's because of Harbaugh or what is a kind of a protest to what Harbaugh did. Who knows what's going on there? Atlanta, San Francisco, Atlanta has lost to bad teams and they've beaten good teams. So you never know what what kind of team Dan Quinn's going to put out on Sunday. I, if I had to pick, I'd take San Francisco in this game. Take the home team, getting seven points. Uh, I know they have a new quarterback. I know they're coaching, and they're, the team is just in kind of a disarray moment, but Atlanta just never proves anything to me. You're, week in and week out, they always seem to surprise me in both ways. Either they'll surprise me in a good way or they'll surprise me in a bad way. So you never know. So with teams like that, I'm not going to guess if they're going to be good or bad this week, I'm just going to take the other team getting seven points. It's just the easier way to go. Uh, Denver at Indy. This obviously points to Denver. Denver's given five at home to Indy. Now, Andrew Luck, if he returns to the quarterback that he used to be, you can picture him winning this game with Denver's defense. He might throw another three picks. He might get injured for the rest of the year. Who knows what's going to happen to Andrew Luck this game? He does, I will say this. He does have the ability to win. But he also has the ability to get knocked out for the rest of the year and probably next season, too. The way his offensive line is blocking and the way his coaching staff is calling games and stuff, I wouldn't leave this up to anything. I'm taking Denver all the way. Give, me, give them the five points. Give them seven points. I don't care. They're not going to score. Andrew Luck's going to be throwing picks all day. That. Peyton Manning, I think I can go quarterback to Denver Broncos and win a game right now. He's just not doing anything to win games, but he's not doing anything to lose games either. So he's kind of that game manager that we've talked about in the past. Peyton Manning, a game manager. I, I never thought I'd say it. I think he waited one – he hung on one year too long. I don't think that's going to tarnish his reputation too much. If he comes back next year, it's going to be a joke. You're going to see this man, and you're just going to say, wow, Peyton, really, again? You're really holding on for dear life. We'll see what he does. Take Denver, laying the points. Uh, we got Philly at Dallas. Now, this, this, these two teams are, are just a joke to me. Uh, Dallas, 
They have Dez back. Yes, Tony Romo's not back yet. Philly has Chip Kelly, so they could lose any game. They could win any game. Who knows what he's going to do? He, what happens is he take a, he took a back that was shifty and fit in his offense, got rid of him, brought in a power back like we talked about yesterday with Paul from Giants Extra, and he's running – trying to make this guy a Barry Sanders back. And DeMarco Murray is not that. He's an in-between tackler, power kind of eye formation back. And you can't run that in Chip Kelly's system. I'm surprised he's not utilizing Darren Sproles a little bit better. Uh, Ryan Matthews is more suited for that kind of carries, those kind of carries. And that's why he's had some success in this, in this offense. So this game, it's at Dallas. In three, I don't know. Uh, this is a tough one to me. You don't know what kind of quarterback play you're going to get from Castle. Obviously, Brandon Whedon is not playing anymore. Uh, just waiting back for Romo to get back. Castle's going to take over over the spot. Castle can be good. He took New England to an 11-5 record that one year that Brady got injured. But that's on the Belichick system, and we all know how Belichick's system is. It's It's almost flawless. Uh, I'm going to go with Philly. I just think Dallas is a bad team right now without Romo, and Philly has the opportunity to blow the doors off of Dallas. I'd take Philly and give the points and just take it on home. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. I don't see Dallas. I see Dallas maybe putting 17 on the board. You're looking at like a 28-17 win for Philly. Philly's never going to score more than 30, I don't think, and Dallas is never going to score more than 20. It's a it's a bad over under. It's going to be right around there. I'd say stay away from the over under. I'd take uh, Philly, and then uh, we got Monday night. We got Bears in San Diego. Um, two bad football teams. They're but I think they're both two and six, two and six or one's two and seven. Uh, the Bears with Jay Cutler and the talent on that team, Alshon Jeffrey, you know the Martellus Bennett. Uh, even Eddie Royal, it just uh, he just never seems to get it together. Jay Cutler, uh, he's that whiny kind of complaining quarterback who blames everything else but what he's doing on the field. And guess who's he? Guess who he's playing? The same quarterback on the other side, and Philip Rivers, who whines, complains, blames everything that on everything else but what he's doing. The only difference is Phil Rivers is becoming an elite quarterback this year and handling the business. I don't see him throwing his hands up in the air, crying to the referees. I see him coming out and playing the game of football and winning. Well, winning in fantasy because I have him on my team and he's just destroying everyone. As far as the record goes, two and six, he's lost some tough games and he's in every game. I take San Diego all the way, given four take San Diego. They're going to blow the doors off the uh, Bears this weekend. And trust me, it's not going to be pretty. Phillip Rivers lost Keenan Allen. Doesn't matter. Stevie Johnson's going to fill that role. Malcolm Floyd's going to fill that role. You have Danny Woodhead. Who who thought Danny Woodhead was going to be like this? It's amazing that this guy has had this much sustainability in the NFL. I love it. I love the guy. He was a Jet. He was a Patriot. Now he's a Charger. Love the guy. He's one of my favorite players in the league just for his sure, his underdog ability. No, he's like Rudy, the guy. The guy's five seven, a buck sixty, 
and he's playing in NFL at a high high caliber level. So it's great. Um, there's just a overall rundown of how I feel the league's going to go this year or this week rather. Games going. We're going to come back and talk about the Jets and Giants, their lines, who I think is going to win, who I think is not going to win. Uh, three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five is the number to call. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter. We'll be back after this. What is up? The Big Rig back. Follow me at The Big Rig Show on Twitter. 347-999-0635 is the number to call. Uh, we're going to go over to Jets and Giants games right now. The Lions, see what they are. Uh, see who I like, who I think is going to come out. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a rough call this week. Uh, you're playing two bad teams. We're going to start off with the Giants first because I feel the Giants is a more balanced game. Um, you're playing Tampa. At Tampa, two and a half is the line. Uh, 49 and a half. 
49 and a half is the over-under. I wonder where that's from. That's from last week. And you know the Giants can put up 40, 42 on you easily. It depends, all, depends on how Tampa Bay comes out. And they look good the last three weeks. Now, I was looking at some stats here. Uh, offensive comparison on the two teams. Now, they're almost identical in total yards per game. You got the Giants at 352 and the – Bucks at 353. So they're kind of similar right there. They might differentiate a couple times uh, during the year, obviously. Uh, passing yards, 258 for the Giants, 222 for the um, the Bucks. Now, that's, that's a good number for Jameis Winston for his rookie year, 222 yards a game. Seems to be a, a lot better than most rookies I've seen in, in previous years. Uh, rush Rush yards per game, and this is where it varies dramatically, and this is where the Giants need to really step it up. You got 94 yards for the Giants per game and 131 for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I tell you, Martin is having this resurgence of he's a great running back again. I, I can't believe he's come back all the way, and Doug Martin is running the ball all over the place. And then you have Sims coming at you from a secondary standpoint, and that dude's not bad either. So 131 yards a game, if they can control the run game, the Giants are going to be in trouble. If they slow down the clock for the Giants, or actually speed up the clock, and don't give them possessions and leave the offense off the field and keep their offense on the field, it's going to be a rough day for the Giants. Uh, Points per game, Giants are just about 27, and they're just about 23. So Giants are outscoring them. We knew that after last week's inflated game. The the numbers are just going to be inflated anyway. Third down conversion, equal at 38. In time of possession, the, the Bucks got them beat. Uh, defensive comparison, total yards per game allowed. Giants are worse at 427 to 352. Uh, passing yards per game allowed. Giants let up 315. The Bucks let up, let up, uh, let up 244. So they let up 244, and the Giants averaged 258. So it's right around there. Now the Giants let up 315, and they averaged 222. So if they're gaining an extra 100 yards on you on Sunday, it's going to be a rough day. Now, I still think the Giants are going to outscore them. I think if if they go into a shootout mode again, the Giants are just going to outscore them on every aspect. You can't keep up with their passing game, especially if Odell Beckham plays like he played last week. And last week looked like he played last year. So he looked crisp. He, his cuts were unbelievable last week. He was cutting through, the, slicing through it like Swiss cheese. Rush yards per game allowed. Giants are at 112. They were at 90 a couple of weeks ago before that Dallas game. Now they're at 112. So they've every week they're letting up more and more yards per game. The Bucks let up 107. So they're actually better than the Giants in that category. Points per game. Here's where the difference comes. I mean, the Bucks are almost letting up 29 points per game, which is insane. The, the Giants are letting up 26, which is not good either. But 29 points is a lot. That's why I feel the Giants are going to come out and just beat them through the air, and Odell Beckham's going to have a great game. And third down conversion, it's 47-42. That really doesn't matter. So there's your kind of preview on the stat lines of what's going on. Eli has Breen now, Beckham, Ruben Randall, uh, Donnell's not, I don't know if Donnell's playing this week, but uh, from the, from the line standpoint, 
And I think that two and a half is just way too low. Take the Giants all the way. Giants got this in the bag. Uh, bet it. Throw your throw your wallet at the bookie. Slap him in the face a little bit. Give him a little backhand with it because uh, the Giants got this on lockdown. Uh, as far as the Jets go now, we're going to move over. And uh, the Jets lines always scare me. I, I never have confidence in what they're doing. They're home. They're giving seven. The Jets should never give anybody seven. I don't care if they're home or not. I don't care who they're playing because they can make any game to a fiasco. And they very rarely blow out a team. Very rarely. And especially with Ryan Fitzpatrick or Geno Smith or Bryce Petty at the helm, you're not going to blow out any team. So why are you giving a team seven points at home? I don't care if it's the Jaguars. Jaguars have looked good. They've beaten the Dolphins. They've beaten the Bills. The, yes, the, that's their two wins for the year. But, hey, we all thought the Bills and the uh, Dolphins were going to be great teams this year. They they still might be. They're still floating around a little bit. But the Jets should not be giving seven points to anybody right now. I don't care if it's at home or not. Uh, we'll go into the breakdown uh, as far as passing stats go and all that. Total yards per game on the offense, it's – it's it's leaning towards the Jets, obviously. Uh, we got 376. They got 342. Good by any means for total offense. Uh, yeah, the Jets are beating the Giants in total offense and stuff like that. But, you know, that that's inflated because of Chris Ivory's running, rushing numbers. And he, you know, you put up 200 yards in rushing, all you got to do is throw a buck 70 in passing and you're, and you're golden. Uh, they're beating the, the Jaguars in the total yards. Uh, passing yards... Believe it or not, they're they're tied. It's 249 to 246. You got rushing yards per game. Now, the Jets are going to be inflated here. Uh, last <laughs> Listen, last week, Chris Ivory, 15 rushes, 17 yards. Are you kidding me? This is a guy who was supposed to be one of the best rushers in the league up until two weeks ago, and now he's getting 15 rushes, 17 yards on 15 rushes? Come on now. I don't get it. So, uh, points per game, 24 for the Jets, 21 for the Jaguars. Third down conversion, whatever, that doesn't matter. Uh, defense comparison. You have to know the Jets are one of the best defenses in the league, aside from the fact that they fought for the last two weeks. Total yards per game allowed, the Jaguars are at 367, the Jets are at 307. It's a big difference. 60 yards. Uh, passing yards, 263 Jaguars, 229 Jets. Holding a team to 229 yards passing is, I, I think, very decent. Uh, it's not great where it's, you know, the 85 Bears and the 2,000 Ravens, but it's decent. Rush, yard, rush yards allowed per game. Listen to this, okay? 103 for the Jaguars, who have TJ Yeldon, and kind of, you know, use their run game to break up the passing game when it's not working out. The Jets, 78. They allow 78 yards a game on the ground. Now, that's, that's a defensive run-stopping team right there. Uh, points per game allowed. Jaguars, 29.6. The Jets, <laughs> 19. Almost 20. That's a big difference right there. If you're just looking at statistical categories and you're looking at the Jets and the Jaguars, you say the Jets are going to dominate the game. But we all know, being 
from New York and knowing how the Jets operate, that that's not going to be the case. I take the Jaguars with the seven. I don't think the Jaguars are going to win the game, but I think they keep it close. I think the final of the game is going to be 17, 17, 13, 17, 14, somewhere around there. I don't think we score more than 20. The over-under is 42 and a half. I'll take the under. The Jets are not. Hey, listen, every now and then the dog has his day. I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow. It's a must win. They might come out fired up and ready to go and just play ferociously. And you're going to be able to tell that right off the bat. But if I'm a betting man, I take the Jaguars getting the seven. Some lines are a nine, depending on where you're going. 42, 42 and a half over under. If you want, take the take the Jets with the money line. Um, it's probably a better bet than Jaguars getting the seven. But you also got to lay got to lay for that too. All right, plus minus three twenty five for the money line. And some minus three fifty. I have. I got a couple lines here. Minus three sixty. So it varies no matter where you go. Uh, upset of the week. Upset of the week. I'm going through the games right now, looking at what I see, and I, and I'm trying to get you a game that is kind of meaningful. But there's not a lot of games that are meaningful this week. I mean, Philly-Dallas is meaningful, but it's not meaningful to the point where you care about it enough. Uh, Denver-Indy, if I had to pick an underdog, it'd be Indianapolis. You know what? I'm going to go with that. I'm going to pick my underdog right now. It's going to be Indianapolis. They're getting five at home. The safest bet, it means the most to the league. If you're a Jet fan in the AFC, you want – Indy to lose, obviously, because you don't want anywhere near the wild card at the end of the year. Denver already has the the West locked up. It doesn't matter if they keep on winning. So I'm going to go with Indy as my upset of the week, see what happens there. Uh, there's my picks. We'll see how they transpire on Monday. We'll have a nice little recap of the NFL on, on Monday, rather. Uh, go over the game, see what I pick, see how the Jets and Giants did, obviously. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of uh, like uh, we're gonna try to bring in a lot of talking interviews next week. Uh, get some picks going. We're gonna have Paul Jackowitz on hopefully again. Hillary from the Jet Press is coming on uh, again. We're gonna talk about her with the with the Jets, and I'm trying to get us some little insiders with the Knicks and the maybe the Nets. I, I mean, the Nets are the Nets. They, they are who they are. It doesn't really matter. But the Knicks, a lot of people care about. <laughs> I don't mean to downplay the Nets. I sound awful right now, don't I? But the, seriously, who cares about the Nets? When's the last time you turned on a radio and heard someone talking about the Nets for an hour? Never. It just it, it doesn't make sense. So the Knicks tonight have the Bucks, who they beat already one time. Both teams are 2-3. and three. Knicks are 0-2 at home. And they're home tonight. I, I, they, they had a rough schedule so far, so you can't really get on them. So the Knicks are playing the Bucks. The Nets are playing the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> just a battle of battle of bad. That's we're going to call the the Nets Lakers matchup tonight. The battle of the bad, and that's what it is. Two zero and four zero and five teams facing off in Brooklyn tonight. Uh, get out and watch that. You got tickets available from $82. Who's going to pay $82 to go watch the battle of the bad? 
I go there just to get drunk. If they gave me free beers, I'd go out there and drink and watch the game. That's about it. They got to offer something. If you're a net fan, they got to offer something like free back rubs with every ticket purchase or free, uh, I don't know, Mercedes or something, free basketballs, <laughs> free tickets. Free tickets to the Mets next year <laughs> for whatever you purchase of the next game. You get a free ticket to the Met game next year. Maybe that'll draw people in because I don't see anybody paying $82 to go and watch the nightmare that's going to happen tonight in Brooklyn. Um, so as far as the show today, went over to the football league, around the league, picked our favorites, picked our underdogs, Jets, Giants talk. Uh, not so much Jet talk, but with the a lot, so it doesn't matter. And uh, good show. How, hey, enjoy your guys' weekend. Listen, got college football tomorrow. Maybe we'll get in a little college football next week. Start picking some games there. Going over who who's who's going to be seated. How the playoff brackets are coming. I know they just came out with the playoff brackets. Um, top four seeds. Maybe we'll go over that on Monday. See what happens. See what transpires over the weekend in college football. And we'll talk about that on Monday or Tuesday, probably Tuesday. Cause Monday's going to be, you know, just all about NFL as always. Thank you for listening. And Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. I say, you know what? Thanks for explaining that to me, guys. I really, really appreciate it. Have a good weekend, folks. Thanks for listening. 